Welcome to Elemental Fun, a historical and cultural look of the elements of the periodic table. My name is Grace. My name is Cindy. And welcome. We're going to talk about some noble gases. So noble. But we left out helium because we feel like it should have its own episode. It's very special. <laughs> so much. So There's much a to say. lot of stuff about helium. Helium is a lot of things. So we're touching up on all the other ones that no one really knows about mm. or cares about. There, yeah. So Cindy, tell us why it's called... <laughs> Noble, noble gases. gases. Oh, well, it's an interesting story. Um, so they're noble because they're also known as inert gases. Do you know what inert means? Please explain. <laughs> <laughs> means they basically just don't react. Yeah. Yeah. They're just that, not no good. They're not good at telling jokes either. Wait. Does that... But what about, like, inertia? Well, that's different. Oh, okay. I thought it was, like, a root word or... Yeah, possibly. But inertia is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Look how that worked out. It turned out. Uh, yeah. Every time. Every time I try to sound smart, it just it fires, fires back. back. No, uh. so they're they're inert, so they, they basically don't react well with other... Um, they don't react. Yeah. Um, but the reason why that is is because of their electrons in their in the outer shell. Uh-huh. So every... Um, oh, do they have, like, set... Yeah, so that, so the element, yeah. electrons in their outer shell? Exactly. So they so feel the need? They have eight, and it's full. Yeah. So they're happy. Yeah. They're nice and full. Got their tummies all full of electrons. Kind of like my tummy's full. Mm-hmm. That cinnamon roll was excellent. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they have eight electrons in their outer shell, which means they're very stable. So the whole point of, of why uh, elements react with one another is because they want to have a full outer electron shell. Right. Um, and for the all these ones, it's eight around the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but since they already have eight, they're good. So they called them noble because they were too basically too good to react with anything else. So it's it's not because the queen farts xenon gas. No. Oh. That would be impressive though. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she does. I don't Neon, know the queen farts. Bright red things. <laughs> Just saying. That I'm would sorry be if someone from Britain's listening. I'm not trying to offend the Queen. <laughs> she is a I didn't person. say the Queen of England. No, you just said a queen. Yeah. Yeah. So any queen. I just specified though by calling out all of you. Now you just did. Yeah. Good job. Let's tip right over that. I'm just gonna keep digging my hole here and just bury myself in it. <laughs> so the um but the reason why everything the other elements react the way they do with each other is because they're all trying to reach that Right. That noble thing. So well, yeah. my joke is always, you know, because everybody wants to be a princess or a queen or a king, even the elements. They're all trying to be noble. Uh, and I love how you you thought it was a joke that you told your <laughs> chemistry students, but then you realized like, oh, that's actually that's why they're called the noble called it. I thought I was being funny. <laughs> well, Apparently I was just being true. I tried to be funny with my joke and you just looked at me like I was insane. <laughs> well, you're talking about the queen farting. That's true. <laughs> Kind of good. It's kind of the grade I teach humor. <laughs> fart Second jokes. grade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah boy right. fart jokes. Of course, that doesn't really change much for no, boys. No, it's actually it's you continuous. could just say boy fart jokes. Yeah, and that, that would be totally be any fine. Grade mm-hmm. Age. It's true. Decade. 
from zero to a hundred. Yes. Dum. Yeah, so the, the, all the noble gases, since they're in the same group, they all have similar properties, so we mm-hmm. do them all together. Um, and because they don't really react with a lot of other things, they've got some interesting or not so interesting yeah, uh, properties I, of them. I, I know we can kind of, you know, tangent just a little, <laughs> but there's not a lot on these guys, but um, we decided to do it a little differently, so I took three... Um, of the gases and you took three of the gases mm-hmm. and we kind of um decided to talk um just individually about their whole history and cultural significance and and i'll interject and you'll interject yeah it'll be good mostly i'll just go oh, mm-hmm. oh wow what? what was you saying <laughs> so we're gonna go down the periodic group in the periodic periodic table, starting with Zenion. Zenion. I was like, I was joking, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I got See what it did there. Um, neon. 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 The neon signs. Yes. Bang, 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 bang. But I'll get to that. Oh. First off, uh, the name neon comes from the Greek neos, meaning new. Mm-hmm. It um, was discovered by Sir William Ramsey. And oh, you'll hear more about that guy. Morris Travers in 1898. Um, that guy too. <laughs> they, they, they were busy. They really liked the, the noble gases. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I found this one. I'm going to find another one. Yeah, they were they were pretty with it. Yeah. They, they discovered a lot in a short amount of time. Mm, Actually, three of our elements were discovered in the same, same year. Same year, yeah, 1898. Um, Neon was not the first of the noble gases discovered by them. Um, in this group, but, um, yeah, um, basically once it was isolated, they knew they isolated because there would be a blaze of crimson light from the tube. Yes, and so each time they found another one, it was the different color, so they knew it was a different spectrum, so they knew it was a different element. Right. Which is kind of cool. But we all, in our, you know, culture, in our language, we say neon signs, but it's Mm -hmm. really only the red or the orangish red that is used with neon, the mm-hmm. gas neon. Other ones are used with other noble gases, or exactly. they paint the tubes a different color mm. so that they come off that color. But mm-hmm. really, it's just um, neon's only red and orangish red. Yeah. If you put so, other noble gases in it, it changes the color. Yes. And like you said, that's how they discovered it. Mm-hmm. Different ones. Yep. The different, Which is like yeah. 1898. Smart, guys. Smart. Like, I, I can't separate my socks. <laughs> and they're just like, sure. They are like taking the air and like pulling this. isolating elements out of it. I'm like, it's oh. pretty impressive. It is. I'm, I mean, kudos, sir. Mm, kudos. I'm sure that's how you got your knighthood. Uh, probably. Yeah. I probably actually like, didn't do research on him. I didn't. Oh, sir. Oh, sir. Yeah, Sir William but, Ramsey. You know, yeah. Probably, probably something about his science. Which, which is good back in that day because you know sometimes they weren't all about the science. Yeah, well, well that time they were. Yeah, they were by that time. Yeah, I was gonna say you gotta but go back. Still, even today we're sometimes not about That's the science. That's true. Just gotta say. We're not gonna get into politics <laughs> right now. Go back to our right. neon. Um. Oh look, this whole section of pop, pop culture. culture I just nothing. Uh, well, well, I mean, so, it's in the neon sign. I so mean, that's the thing. Basically, neon signs. Um, it's also <laughs> so Las Vegas is really high on the neon. <laughs> yeah, they really like. They really like noble. Double countries. down. Um. But ride. It's it's primarily. <laughs> um. But, you know, we, we use the word neon kind of loosely. Basically, we use mm. it for any bright color, even though neon is really only red or reddish orange, like I've said. But, like, you know, we say, like, oh, that's neon green and neon right. blue, but it's really not. 
It's actually not neon. It's not neon, but I think we just have kind of adapted that word to just mean brightly colored. Mm-hmm. Which we, we, I'll, and I'll talk a little bit later about one where we do that, where you take one, the weaning of one word and actually... It kind of, it's like Kleenex. Right. Right? It's all tissue, but it's not just Kleenex. Oh. Side note, I had a neon, in that term, neon outfit. It was like pa- big, giant patches of color, like pink and orange and yellow, and I wore it to school and then I actually used it in a play when I was the phantom sister in the phantom of the opry <laughs> but everybody would joke that they have to wear sunglasses to look at me because they were so, so bright oh. <laughs> I wish I still had it it's it must have been your future <laughs> yeah, so that's right everyone else so had to wear bad. shades um, so it's used in fluorescent tubes it's also used in deep sea diving um, and there, it's also used in helium neon lasers which lasers. is the most inexpensive of all lasers. It's what's used at the supermarket. Scanners. So that red oh, little that scanner. Oh, really? Plug, is neon? It's neon hmm. with helium. Hmm. So, um, although it does not form compounds or react, it can somehow be combined with helium to make those very inexpensive lasers. Hmm. I'm not sure how. I don't know. I'm, well, there's a, one of the other ones uh, is, is able to react with yeah, something else, I have, too. But, I have yeah. a couple that also react. Uh, it's just, it's not typical it, they don't really care to well, they don't want to no it's kind of forced it's, it's a kind, it's a forced marriage i was gonna say it's like <laughs> when the you know they they're like i'll marry the princess of spain i guess i don't want to lessen the blood of our people but we will right yeah something like that yeah it's like well, treaties well, they're making treaties oh ooh, treaties deep Really. The when you talked about the um, deep sea diving was yeah. that as an insulator to keep people warm? Um, Do you know? My research does not say. Oh, because <laughs> the next one we talk about is a good insulator, and they pumped it into deep sea diving wetsuits to keep you warm. It's probably similar, yeah. since you know they're all. Yeah, because it was argon, and it's right next to neon, so it's yeah. true. There you go. Um, the only other thing I really got because I really don't have a lot, even though neon's one of the more popular <laughs> ones. <laughs> but it's for one thing. It's a one hit wonder. It's a one, one hit wonder. It's, it's like an 80s one hit wonder. It's 1800s one hit wonder. But you know what? What was also popular in the 80s? Neon. And 90s. What? Neon. neon. Oh, just neon. It's just like any yeah. clothes. Oh, everything was, yeah. Oh, yeah. like the jelly bracelets? Oh, oh yeah. I was thinking of like the track suits, but that was more 90s. Oh, yeah. But you know, this was discovered in the 90s. 1890s. 1890s. And there were a lot of one-hit wonders in the 90s. Mm, it's like that song, Steal My Sunshine. Oh, yeah. That was a one-hit wonder. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they wore neon. Neon's a one-hit wonder. What? Full what circle. Ba-ba. <laughs> anyway, um, last thing I have to say is because it's, you know, neon's just basically known as whatever is bright. Mm-hmm. There's even a fish, a freshwater fish, and they call it the oh, neon, neon tetra. tetra. Because mm-hmm. of its bright blue and red stripes. And you know that some of them, they actually, not those ones in particular, but there are some fish that they inject with dye to make them neon. It's well, pretty that's terrible. That's Yeah. And now if you go to the, the stores, you'll see that, like, they'll specifically say that these are naturally colored ones and not injected because people got up in an uproar. Like, you're injecting fish with dye. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah. But there's some that, are, that you can get with, like, UV light and they actually glow in the dark. Yeah, I heard it's pretty crazy. That. No, they ju- you can't. Like, you oh, have ones okay. that, like, grow in the dark. I was going to say, like, <laughs> when I say I heard, Let's go. I meant, like, I a some... long time long ago. Long time ago. <laughs> I heard about that. Yeah, so neon touches are very pretty, though. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, um, that's all for that's all for neon. neon. And now we're moving on to... Moving on to Argon. Argon. I actually uh, grew up near a road 
called Argon, yeah. but it was spelled differently. <laughs> so it's kind of like totally the same, but totally different. Yeah. <laughs> you get me. And what else is spelled? A R G O N N E. Argone. Argone. Spokane does also. not pronounce anything <laughs> like that. Maybe there's some weird people that do. I grew up in Spokane. <laughs> Spokane, also Washington. Also called Kansas. Okay. No offense, Kansas. I'm sure you're lovely. I'm sure you're lovely, state. I'm just offending everyone. Today. You're doing really good. Let's do a trifecta and see what else you come up with later. What else can I offend? Is young. Let's find out. Uh, so Argon, yes, is in 1894. So it was five years. No, I can do math. Yeah, four, four, four or five years before everybody else's. Yeah. Um, and it was, but again, Lord Rayleigh and Sir William Ramsey. Again, we'll find out more about them later. Um, but what, how, how they just, how basically all the noble gases ended up being discovered was that they were trying to explain why the density of nitrogen from the air that they pulled out of the air, because mm-hmm. the air is like 70 something percent nitrogen, mm-hmm. um, was different than the density of nitrogen that comes from decomposing ammonia. So it's heavier. Yeah. So there's, there's something else there. Yeah. So they're like, what, what is it? So like we said before, these guys got really intense on figuring out what that was. Um, and, Get a life. <laughs> and there was actually in 1785, this guy called Henry Cavendish, he isolated it and he noted that about 1% of the air didn't react. So even, even in 1785, they knew. That was a long time. Yeah, it was like 100 years. Um, that He knew that there was something there but couldn't figure it out. And then they figured out, they pulled it from the air. Um, so they, um, it comes from, Argos comes from the, uh, Greek word argos, um, which means idle or lazy, because they don't re- again doesn't react. Makes sense. Like nobility. <laughs> Apparently lazy. Let's go full circle there and <laughs> make everybody mad. I'm silently laughing. Um, uh, so it's color. Most of these actually are colorless, yes. odorless. Yes. You know, um, they won the Nobel Prize in 1904 for uh, probably most of their work on all this stuff. Yeah. Um, in space, it's when two hydrogen nuclei, or also called alpha particles, fuse together with a silicone um, isotope, and that's in stars. So argon is made to some degree in, in the stars. Isn't cool. everything made in well, the stars? Well, pretty much, but that was just a cool side note. Oh, okay. um, so the, um, there's actually a fair amount of uses, of, but almost all of them have to do with light. So, um, a lot of them have to do with light. Yeah. Um, they, so it's used when the, an inert atmosphere is needed. So they produce titanium with it, um, and other reactive elements. They have a atmosphere of argon, so nothing else reacts. Um, welders use it to protect the weld area so that there's no oxidation. So the oxygen doesn't um, get on their stuff and break it down. Mm-hmm. Um, in incandescent light bulbs, cause it stops the oxygen from corroding the filament. In fluorescent tubes and low-energy light bulbs, it's argon and mercury. And the electric discharge produces um, goes across the gas, and it creates UV light, and then makes the inside surface of the bulb glow. You know, I feel like a lot of these are basically used in fluorescent yeah. and UV lights. Pretty much we'll, all of them. We'll, yeah, because yeah. when we get to xenon, there's like... Yeah. Quite the array of lights. So, yeah. I mean, basically, even too. though this is... I mean... Mm-hmm. I guess it would it when you think of a light bulb like when I think of a light bulb of course I like don't understand how anything works but <laughs> nothing welcome to our podcast <laughs> um I you don't think like oh it's this you know 
isolated gas mm-hmm. that's right. making this light bulb work. You're like, yeah. no, it's like, like glass and... There's just a wire and it turns and, on. Yeah, Bloop. copper and like mm-hmm. a, there's a charge. I don't know, but like it's just kind of like... Yeah, well, especially all our new fancier lights, right? Yeah. Versus our, you know, the originals. Candles. <laughs> yes. Just, I know how those oh, work. Actually, good. I, don't, I don't know how that <laughs> Um, Let's see. Oh, they use it in double glazed windows. So they use argon to fill the spaces between the panes. Because oh. kind of, because it's a good insulator, which is also why they pump it into deep sea diving suits to mm. keep you warm. So yeah. same thing. Um, apparently in luxury tires to pr- protect the rubber and reduce road noise. Um, this one was cool. There's um, They use it in historical preservation. So the map of the world from 1507 oh. and the Magna Carta are kept in a, in a, like in the case, like it's pumped full of argon. So there's... There's again no oxidation. There's no cool. uh, breaking it down the the ink and the right. um, thing, so, which I thought was Oxygen super cool. Oxidation just ruins everything. It does. Oxidation is a bitch. It may keep us alive, but it all kills everything. It kills us. It's slowly time. killing you. Killing me slowly. Um, killing me slowly. Song. In my whole world. Okay. Um. So yeah, and then if you add neon to argon, you get blue neon lights. Mm-hmm. Um. This was super cool. So you know you got LASIK. I did yes. get And it's, it's, her eyes are beautiful. Well, thank yeah. you. <laughs> she can see so much better now. Of <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but did you know that the LASIK, that laser, in 1981, some guy from IBM called Srinivasan, mm. um, he tested the laser on a turkey bone after Thanksgiving, <laughs> like one of these lasers with argon in it, and realized this could be a really good surgical tool. And now you have LASIK to fix your eyes. <laughs> pretty awesome you gotta um, think sometimes with scientists they're just like gosh i just ate a whole turkey <laughs> let's shoot it with a laser you know what? yeah what are we gonna do with this carcass should we boil it down for broth or or More. let's get out our lasers this would be good for a surgical tool a lot you'd, you'd be surprised at how much science stuff really comes from boredom. accidents and boredom <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> the creative part of a scientist's brain. Let's look at it this way. Oh, Ooh. It's fun. Um, let's see. It is one. Let's see. They don't really have a biological role. Um, it's the third most abundant atmosphere, atmospheric gas. Um, and, oh, it's increasing over time because potassium-40, another isotope. Remember, an isotope is... A version of an element that has extra neutrons or fewer neutrons, a different amount of neutrons right. than the, the regular one. Um, so that potassium decays into argon gas. So it's we're constantly, more is being produced because oh. of that decay. Um, and they get it, they obtain it commercially by, you distill liquid air. Okay. <laughs> and you, like, you basically, pull, like you said, pull it out of air. Liquid air. Yeah, well, because remember, everything, you, you liquid, mean, so they gas. take the... They cool it down enough so it becomes like uh, liquid, okay. and then they can, and then they distill it. So then you, some uh, evaporates, and then okay. you let some out, and then I don't know, it's a whole little it's thing. It's kind of an oxymoron to say liquid air. <laughs> it's science. It is science is an oxymoron. Um, oh, and this is cool. Something new is that there's some new research that is showing that it can decrease damage to the brain after traumatic injury. Huh. And xen- they know that xenon does this, but it's really expensive. Yeah, xenon's yeah. Yeah, used in, in cancer treatment. Yeah, so but now they're finding out that argon might be a better, easier, cheaper, cheaper use of it. Again, it makes, again, similar group it's characteristics. it's easier to take them out. It's probably easier to separate. Argon yeah, the argon, xenon. yeah. 
yeah, it's, it's pretty easier. You mm-hmm. would hope that's why it's, <laughs> and not just because they're like, no, I like the museum. It's gonna be worth more. A bajillion dollars. Because <laughs> it's fun. Um, I think that's all I have for uh for their that their argon. It's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. I I thought the historical preservation thing was cool. I was like, oh, that's cool. Nifty. You didn't. You don't think about that. You don't mm-hmm. think like. Oh, this glass case is filled with another gas. <laughs> some kind of crazy gas. gas. It's not just air. <laughs> like what I'm breathing. Like right now. Okay, so moving then down to the next. The next one is Krypton. Krypton. Yeah, well, this is my favorite because I'm kind of a superhero geek. <sighs> nerd. nerd. It's true. True, Push true. Up your glasses, Cindy. They're sliding uh, down your nose. I got my she pocket protector. Has glasses. <laughs> and they, they do slide down my well, nose. Well, they were actually... Well there perched. actually was a, yeah. <laughs> I'm so perchy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Krypton was found by, guess who? Sir William Ramsey. What? Uh, and the guy Morris Travers, yes. who found Neon, uh, oh, in Morris. 1898. And, um, they, uh, they, um, they were convinced that Argon, when they found Argon, was a new group, a new group on the periodic table. Oh. So they're like, I bet you there's more heavier ones. And yeah, so then yeah. they looked for more through liquefaction and evaporation mm-hmm. um, and then found Krypton. And then blah, 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 blah. The others and neon, neon and all the ones. Exactly. Um, so they, um, crypto, it comes from the Greek word cryptos, meaning hidden, because mm-hmm. it was hidden in argon. Um, again, no color, no smell, inert, except that it can react with fluorine gas. And I'll get to that yeah, in fluorine, a minute. Yeah, um, fluorine, I have another one that also. Mm-hmm. Reacts um, with fluorine. Yeah. For whatever reason. Sweet, sweet, sweet gas. It's pretty nice. It's <laughs> nice. Um, and the crypt, uh, krypton, if you put an electrical current over it, it begins a smoky white light. Ooh. So it's kind of sexy. It's of sexy. all the noble gases, it's I must say krypton is the sexiest. <laughs> totally. For other reasons, like <laughs> pop culture references. Pop culture, which we will get to. Yeah. Um, so what they use it for um, is, again, uh, light. So filling gas for energy-saving light bulbs. Mm-hmm. So that's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, some flash lamps for um, f- uh, high-speed photography. They also do that um, with xenon. Oh, yeah. very cool. Um, the krypton fluoride, the, um, the when it combines with fluorine, mm-hmm. um, is used in some lasers. But most of the compounds that they get from krypton and fluorine, they just do it in the lab. They're like, oh, that's cool. And it doesn't actually do anything. <laughs> but it's just fun. Again, they they should call them lab curiosities. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no actual use for it. Um, oh, this was cool though. Radioactive krypton. Yes. Um, so when it, it one that's uh, uh, when it's radioactive means that's basically unstable and breaks it breaks down over time. So radioactive krypton um, was used in the Cold War to mm-hmm. estimate the Russian nuclear production because if you look at all of the of the that gas in the world, um, uh, look at and take that all and then subtract how much we're putting out from our reactors, from Western world reactors, what's left is what's coming out of the Russian reactors. So they estimated by just measuring it all and then removing, you know, what we know that we put out, then whatever's left is what's coming from Russia. So they were estimated that during the Cold War, which was really interesting. Um, Is it bad that when you said the, the Cold War, I immediately thought you were telling me something the Russians did? And then I was confused when you were explaining that. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, that's what we were doing. 
Well, the cool boys are Russians. Yeah. I, I know, oh. but my brain thought. Oh, you were thinking Russians. They were doing the it. Were no. Doing it, so then I got. That's what we were doing. Um, we actually did stuff during the Civil War. <laughs> we were just sitting there in a fridge. And I like, don't know. Will there be war? I and don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it could still happen. It's just so true. Well, it was, again, full circle. Okay. <laughs> this is awesome. Like the 1800s. It's like the circle. Circle podcast. of life. No. Um, so they also can use a radioactive krypton like they do for carbon dating. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they, especially for ice cores, like for longer periods of time, oh. they can use it. Yeah. Which of that was interesting. Um, the lasers that I talked about, um, they found <laughs> ones yeah, beep, 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 that they can uh, produce energy that is 500 times stronger than the entire U.S. electrical grid. Really powerful. <laughs> like a super laser. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Don't put that on my eyes, please. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, in 19, from 1960 to 1983... The isotope Krypton-86, which is how heavy it is, basically, mm-hmm. um, was used to define the measurement of length. And one meter is 1,650,763.73 wavelengths of a line in the atomic spectrum of the isotope. Why does that matter? <laughs> I don't know. But for 23 years, that was the, the basic for the measurement of length. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like, do you measure things then in, like, wavelengths of krypton? Like, Well, they just use that to to, to, to determine what one meter is. Because all our measurements have to come from somewhere. something that is weighed or, or measured or whatever. So that was the measurement they used. That, that was how long it was. I don't know what they changed it to. <laughs> Something easier than <laughs> wavelengths of krypton? <laughs> yeah. Um... So, um, again, no known biological role, um, and uh, it's the, one of the most rarest of gases in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And, they, again, they extract it by distillation of the cooled liquid air. Um, but, of course, we're, the elephant in the room here is kryptonite. Cause Such a bad song. The planet, so, I was looking up um, um, song. You oh, there is a song. Oh, you're right. There is a song. I was going to say. I'm like, no, it's like, Superman. Like, closet? <laughs> Perhaps. Don't crazy. Don't don't crazy. Don't call me oh, yep, yep. That's a good song, actually. It was okay. Yeah. Well, so, of course, we all know that Superman comes from the planet Krypton, and, of course, the radioactive rock from Krypton that is his only weakness is kryptonite. Um, so I was looking for, like, why is it called Krypton? Did they name it after the, the element? element? Which yeah. I kind of figured that they did. But No. Of course not. Really? So I found this um, article that shows that there was, the, they did some backstory about why it was called Krypton in some early comic. And there was some astronaut guy who landed there and realized he wasn't the only one there. And there was a biologist on the planet. And they, it, it was a girl and a guy. And, you know, there's a whole little story thing going to it. But there, he was going to take her back to his home planet. And then he got to a spaceship and realized the thing was broken. And so he goes, literally goes, Looks like we'll be here for quite a while, so we might as well get to know each other. And he's like, Crip, Crip, my name is Crip. And she goes, Ton, Ton. Oh my god. I know. So it says, our race, and, and so soon as in honor of our first two inhabitants, we named the planet after them, Krypton. <laughs> yeah. It, it couldn't be, like, because... Nope. Because... Nope. Crypt- nope. 
like it it means hidden and maybe like it was hidden or they hid superman nope. which which or like a- any anything that makes more sense than that right but it gets better because um the man and uh, the crip the man and ton the woman never did get off the planet but they founded a new race that still thrives today so from two people and an entire race noble guess (laughs) don't get the bloodlines don't mix them up there's nothing nothing else it's all the same family rock like what are you gonna have Gonna breed with? I hope you had a couple thousand kids. And even then, it's still, still not going to work. Not. Low no. genetic diversity. Ooh. Bad thing. That's why the noble families had such issues, because they married within the family lines, and you're about to get more mutations and more re- uh, recessive genetic things, oh, and it caused problems. Oh, my gosh. So, all in all, that was slightly sad. And actually, at the end of the story, it goes, that was an actual comic book story. So there you go. I don't know if you're better off knowing this or not. <laughs> Actually, probably not. Oh, yeah. um, but, uh, so, you know, we'd say the word kryptonite, like you were talking about with um, Neon, where kryptonite has its own meaning now, where it's In not it's not just, right, it's not just kryptonite is the thing from Superman. It's whatever is your, your weakness. weakness. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. But, like, nothing to do with the element. Nope. <laughs> nothing at all. I mean, kryptonite's radioactive, so, and there's some radioactive krypton. <laughs> Yep, right. I was yeah. say. Like, just saying if you wanted to, you wanted a connection i'm telling you one like, straws here i'm just saying trying to work for you here i just yeah i was surprised i was like oh it has nothing to do with the element okay okay yeah is it my turn yeah that's your turn now xenon xenon not to be confused with xena warrior princess <laughs> great show don't watch it again though it doesn't hold up <laughs> doesn't stand the no. test of time no I loved it when I was younger. Oh, I did too. Oh, oh good times. I probably did not understand any of it because when I watched it, I was like seven or eight. <laughs> That's right. I keep forgetting you're ten years younger than me. <laughs> so I'm like all the sexual innuendo. I'm like, well, <laughs> which is probably head. okay. I didn't, and I just liked her. Anyway. Xenon. Yep. Number 54 on the periodic table. Guess who discovered it? <gasps> Ramsey, Ramsey, Ramsey. Sir William Ramsey and Morris Trappers. Trappers. Yes. In the same year they discovered neon. It was a busy year. Mm. Or a really boring year, depending on how you look at it. This is true. They're like, we have nothing else to do. Except go. I don't know. Pull pull other elements out of the air. <laughs> Literally, we're pluck, 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 pulling pluck, it pluck. out of the air. Um... It's um, an unusual noble gas because it, it actually will make chemical compounds. Oh. Um, and they think it actually might be found in the Earth's core Ooh. because it um, may absorb with other minerals such as provoskite. Mm-hmm. So we might have a more abundant amount than we realize. Mm. But well, because it's so easy to go into the Earth's crust. You know, oh, the core. You know, well, I didn't easy. say it was in the core. I said it was in the crust. <laughs> Either way. Bit of a difference between those two. Journey to the center of the Earth. I read that book. I Wait. did. No, I read his other stuff. Oh. Um, they made a movie, too. Yeah. Oh, that, no. <laughs> That's not. The Rock. I like that actor. No, it wasn't The Rock. 
Well, they did do it. With oh, the did they do it? It ended up in like a dinosaur land. Oh, it was bad. Right. I didn't. I, I, I didn't see it. I just saw the preview. And I was like, this nope. is bad. <laughs> like, no, I did read it. I did. It was just a lot. I've read a lot of books. Yeah, she has. And like, I don't. I'd have to look in my journal of things where I write down all the books I've read. <laughs> Sometimes I read a play and then I'm like, have I read this play? And I look at my, my my journal. I'm like, yeah, four years ago I read this play. <laughs> I don't remember a thing. Let's read it again. And I was like, I, I only remember this one part. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the name comes from the Greek word. Greek word. Greek word. Greek word. Xenos. Xenos. Meaning stranger. Stranger. Xenophobia. Yep. That's yep. what it. Yep. Yep, Zeno means stranger. Mm-hmm. I want to know why they they went with like, ne- uh, you know, neon from neos meaning new, mm. and um, Ar- argon, you know, meaning or you know, krypton, krypton meaning hidden. hidden. Argo um, meaning was what was it? Oh, we just did it. Oh, lazy or idle. Oh, lazy, right? Because it was yeah. the So like guesses. all of they, they they kind of go with it, and then maybe this one just like jumped out of them. They're like, ah, stranger. <laughs> Maybe they weren't, they weren't expecting to find it. Yeah, they might they have were... discovered it when they weren't expecting to discover it. Although As you, you can see, it... I really did some top-notch research <laughs> this time around for this one. Um, backstories are super important, but um, no one cares. So, xenon. Uh, it is in the atmosphere. Um, it's not toxic by itself, but its compounds are because of its strong oxidizing agents. Mm, again, uh, oxidation. Yeah. Which is kind well, of... Well, that's interesting. It's the opposite than the other ones because... Well, only when it's in a compound or oh, something else. Right. By itself, he's just He's like, totally fine. Hey, what's up, guys? So when you get that toxic relationship... Yeah. Yeah. They just bring it's you down. Cool. Mm-hmm. And they just destroy everything. <laughs> everything around you. Everything. For miles. Find a good loved one to stay with <laughs> be in healthy relationships healthy relationships um it's like krypton it's used in the high speed professional photographer flash bulbs mm-hmm. xenon is actually very very uh big in sun tanning bed lamps mm. so like if you look up any picture of xenon it's yeah, just a tanning tan bed, bed. <laughs> all right it's which a- you shouldn't do either because <laughs> tanning not so great for you um, it's used in food processing in bacteria, bacterial lamps. It's also mixed with uh, difluoride to etch in microprocessors. So oh, oh, the little tiny, little teeny, teeny, tiny tiny etching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's used actually to keep satellites in orbit. Oh, keeps it going. Hmm. Interesting. And it's also can be used in nuclear energy and in cancer treatments. Hmm. And, um, although it's not a very common use, because like you said, it's really expensive. And yeah. Hard to get to. Uh, it's, it's hard to get the xenon out of the air. And yet again, I'm just going to wrap this one up with a pretty, pretty bow. That's pretty much xenon for you. Not Xena. I could talk more about her. But that's <laughs> but not, not, this, xenon. not this podcast. Yeah. So that's xenon. All right. And I'm going to let you move on to, to radon. Radon. This was the fifth radioactive element to be discovered. Wow. It's also, again, colorless, odorless. And I have to, with I've go, we've said this many times throughout this podcast now, it's the colorless, odorless, and most um, potent poison known to man from the Princess Bride. Oh. Iocane powder. But it's not like, but that's the, it, that's the line. Is it's, it's colorless, odorless, tasteless. Yeah. 
and one of the most potent. Blah blah blah. Princess Bride, great movie. Sorry, right. <laughs> All right. Um, we just sidestepped there. <laughs> Sidestep back. Okay. Um, in um, it's inert, but it is radioactive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yellow below freezing. It's yellow. And so we, I think we failed to mention too, all of these are, you know, with the noble gases. So they're all gas at room temperature, but you can change it to a solid or a liquid state, depending on how cold or hot you get it. Right. Um, in 1900, Frederick Ernst Dorn founded it, found it. He founded it. He founded right on. Dorn. Wait, Frederick. Frederick Ernst Dorn. Oh, Ernst. Ernst. I, thought it, I thought his last name was Ernst the Dorn. Ernst the Dorn. <laughs> That's even better. Like, That's the best last name ever. No. Changing mine. <laughs> Ernst the Dorn. Grace, Ernst the Dorn. Ernst the Dorn. <laughs> uh, so this is one of the only ones that's not founded by the Ramsey guy. Um, <gasps> he was probably was pissed. She's like, man. 1900, he's like, son of a. So close. Almost had them all. Frederick. Ah, Frederick. It's probably his intern or something. Stupid Ernst Adorn. He like took down all his notes. I'm going back to my country. (laughs) No, it's not fair. Um, Its name comes from radium because it was first detected from emissions of radium. Ah. They found the radium right on it during during its radioactive decay. Ah. Um, And what's interesting is a few scientists from 1899 to 1900, including the Curies, Mm. uh, Marie and Perry. I can't wait to talk about that. They're super cool. They detected a gas from radioactive decay, um, but 1900, Dorn was one that discovered it, and he detected de- uh, detected it and observed it and showed that it could be condensed into a liquid okay. in 1908. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> Talk about Ramsey again. Sir William Ramsey comes right around. He totally waggled his way into this one. He's like, oh, I totally did. To Sir William Ramsey and Robert Whitlow Gray collected enough to detect the properties of it and noted it. It was the heaviest gas known. Wow. So they, he, you know, the Dorn found it, mm-hmm. and then these guys were actually able to find out all the properties of it. Because right. um, he just couldn't let it go, could he? No. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to get some of this radioactive stuff. Um, so radio- radon will decay into radioactive polonium and alpha particles, which are those hydrogen uh, nuclei. Mm-hmm. Um, and they it's useful in cancer therapy. But this is the really weird part. So they would take it, the radon, and put it into tubes and then insert it into the tumor. And then let it just radioactive in your body so in the like, tumor. Pew, 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 die. Yeah, die but like inside your tumor. Like they put it, they put a little tube and they put it inside your tumor. Yeah. It doesn't it's, no. Well, so obviously now not so much a great way to do things. So they've opted for some newer cancer therapies. Oh. But that was original, was take a little tube of radon is, and stick it inside this you. This isn't and working. Let the, it. The person's just dying. <laughs> There's this more. Um, uh, so, but what's interesting too is that, so there's, you know, it's, it is radioactive. So it help with, you know, cancer treatments and back in the day. Um, but, and there's no biological role, but they think it has a significant role in our evolution because, um, it comes, the much of the radon comes from Earth's background radiation. There's a lot of that background radiation oh. comes from radon. Uh-huh. And radiation, amongst other things, cause mutations. Uh-huh. And mutations, now I'd like to do a side note here. Mutations always get a bad rap. Yes. That they're terrible. Or you're going to become the Hulk. You know, or monster. you're an X-Men, which I right. really want to be. Right. But I wasn't born that way. No. And that's not how mutations work. <laughs> but... Um, so the how we have evolved. <laughs> 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 
if uh, uh, X Men. Um, it's a little late for me. I'm usually asleep by nine. Now. Yeah, and it's, it's almost eleven. It's almost eleven. Yeah, Loopy. So, um, there you have it. I'm not gonna apologize. <laughs> yeah, this is when we can podcast. This is when it happens. So just makes it more fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's caused the magenetic mutations that have helped us evolve over time. Probably came from that. I mean, it's yeah. a good theory. Yeah, it's I pretty like cool. It. I mean, it, it, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense. Um, in 1879, there was a malametallorium, which is a wasting disease from miners. And they found it was from lung cancer by the exposure to radioactive radon and uranium. So who were these people that were exposed to radioactive radon in... Like miners. They're going well, into go mining. Okay. My my mind went to like miners, like oh little kids, little no. kids, and I was like, well, there probably were a ton of little kids working <laughs> right in the mines. No, I'm that's just saying. They, that that's is, totally true. That is true. Is that um, where? No, it's spelled differently. I thought for a second. I was like, wait, is that where the word miners comes from? They just have little kids down there. No, five year old. Not spelled well. No, I mean, look at the yeah. Yeah, I know. Eighteen ninety nine. There was there was. You mean didn't live that long either? So there's that. They also were like. The hole's not big enough for grown-ups. Go on down there, <laughs> Exactly. You fit right in there. Um, so what's interesting is that it, it, so it's everywhere. We we breathe it in. Yeah. Um, every, we, we breathe it in every day. It's it comes off. But when yeah. it when you get too much, it can it causes it can cause lung cancer. Yeah. Um, and some places it can build up indoors, so it escapes from the ground mm. and then gets trapped inside. Uh-huh. So in nineteen, 19- it's, it's a denser. Yeah, it's very dense. It's it's the heaviest gas known. Yeah. I think it's like five, t- it's nine times heavier than air. The, the heaviest, I think, natural gas. Right, natural. Yeah, yeah. the other one we're going to talk we'll about get, is... We'll get to mine. It doesn't exist. But it does exist, just for it's very, created, very tiny, Yeah, like milliseconds. And it takes forever to make it. That's yeah, all. That's all. Um, but uh, radon is nine times heavier than air. Um, and so... Um, uh, in 1984, there was called what was called the Watros incident, which is the highest reading ever that they found in a radon in, in an area. Uh-huh. Um, and so a worker was uh, set off the alarm. He was working at a nuclear power plant that was being built. So there wasn't actually any nuclear waste in there yet. And they were monitoring them just to, you know, make sure you didn't have uh, radiation. And he went like off the charts. And they're like, uh, why? And they went to his house and it was, it, it was like, as if he was uh, smoking a few hundred cigarette packs a day. It was the levels were so high. In and his house. In his house. And it was just because. And it, it was just because earth. right because certain certain places have higher levels of that than others, and it was just being trapped there. That's so scary. that was why the EPA started monitoring levels in homes after that because oh. they realized it could yeah, be a problem. Show up anywhere. Right. So there's a certain level that's allowable, and they and they they do it in picocuries, which is um, a type of measurement. Um, but like a it, whatever the level is that if you have above that is bad. Um, if you have that level uh, over 12 years, it's like smoking 10 packs of cigarettes a day or working in a uranium mine for five years Yikes. just by breathing in the radon. It's the second highest uh, second cause of lung cancer after cigarettes. So radon actually is thought to cause a lot of. The, especially in non-smokers, yeah. the lung cancer. Um, so it's bad, but what's really crazy is that in natural hot springs, there's radon emitting from those rocks. Yeah. That's where it comes, where it comes from. And so there's, you know, a lot of people say there's health benefits to going to those hot springs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then they did some research, and they say that it may have hormetic effect or horme- hormesis, 
where toxins um, and environmental stressors have actual beneficial effects at very, very low, 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 low density. Yeah. And so they're looking, seeing that low levels may actually decrease the risk of developing lung cancer by 60%. Huh. So like it causes cancer, but really, really but... low levels might actually be beneficial. Huh. And they used to do uh, radium salts to mix it with paint to make things glow in the dark until they realized that that was a terrible idea and they stopped doing that. <laughs> like, wait, this, is this is not good. So I thought it was very interesting. So it's like, you know, it's, it's radioactive, but yet at the same time, we're learning now more and more. We research more of this stuff that in, it really depends on the level and how much of you're exposed to. that Whether it goes from either nothing or terrible or great. Kind of crazy. Science. Science. So that's the last of the natural yeah. noble gases. Grace is going to tell us about this other weird one. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'm going to try my best to pronounce it. <laughs> Oganesson. Oganesson. It's number, uh, atomic number 118. So for a while, um, when a bunch of scientists were just trying to create new um, elements in a lab. Because um, they like to do that. They actually, like, there's a whole bunch of well, them on the periodic table. And, and it was easier. Um, I read it. It's it actually easier to create an even-numbered. Um, hmm. Because I think just because of their structure mm -hmm. versus an odd number one numbered one interesting um but it is a synthetic element made in a particle accelerator you know they take little particles and go Pow! they're like we think this is a noble gas um <laughs> however um it's considered by other sources to be a radioactive solid so <laughs> I, my resources are a little conflicting but in the periodic table it is in the noble gases this is true um, so it was discovered in 2006 by scientists from a joint institute for nuclear research um, mm -hmm. in Dubna, Russia, and the Lawrence Livermore National Labor Laboratory, Laboratory. Laboratory um, in California. Um, it's named after a chemist, Yuri Oganesson. Mm-hmm. Oganesson. Oh, gosh. Kind of have a confusing I name, just, didn't he? He had to be. Why did they just named it like the Californium like they did for California? <laughs> and Berkelium. And, and, and Einsteinium. And <laughs> They're just like, why are we trying all this hard stuff? What is the name of this? So um, it's it doesn't last very long. It's, it's like, like yeah, it's made so and then it falls apart. And That's pretty much all of the man-made ones. All the man-made ones. But um, I am going to read a little quote from the book that inspired oh, our, this podcast, our podcast yes. from Hugh Aldersey Williams. It's a, it's a little quote, actually, from Yuri Oganesian. Oganesian? <laughs> Oganesian. Oganesan. Oganesan. Because oh, his name is Yuri Oganesian. Oh. Uh, so they didn't want to do his, like, straight name. He no, had to change it a little he, bit. You know, he was putting a flair to it. And so um, he leads the team that synthesized the element numbers 114 and 116 and and he got to be named after the 118. Mm. Um, it says odd number elements are harder to obtain for reasons due, uh, to do with nuclear stability. Mm -hmm. um, so the author of this book um, asked uh, about the distinction between finding and making elements. Um, mm. And Oganesian said, uh, I put the question more rudely, why in general do we discover elements? And he said, the discoveries are important less as trophies 
and more for what they tell us about the wider world. So I, I know in a, in a lab, mm. um, it might just seem like they're wasting a lot of money, which they might be. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of being like, I wonder if we accelerate this enough, if we could just make another just element like, for just like three seconds before it completely falls apart. But um, if you really look at it, though, I mean, it's like they're really just trying to understand... It tells us a lot about how things react and why they react and will tell us more about the things that are naturally occurring in our environment yeah. because of that. It's not a, a total waste of time, but um, did I say what year this was discovered? Did no. I say 2006? It's, no. It was 2006. in 2006. Mm. So, I mean, our noble gases range from the, you know, 19... Or 17. Eight, eight, well, yeah, 17. Yeah, I mean, they, knew, they didn't know no, no, but they isolated it in 17... knew something was up in 1785. From the 1700s mm. all the way to 2006. I mean, they're still... Just, mm-hmm. Well, they're not discovering Different new things, elements; but... they're creating new elements because right. all the all the elements in our world have been discovered. Just not all of them have been created, mm. right? So Possibly. Say, I'm really excited to see what we get from um, the Mars. Oh yeah, the one that just landed. Yeah, and they didn't crash it this time. I know. I actually <laughs> they were very was, excited. I was monitoring it, and I was like, "Please don't crash! Please don't crash!" Well, you know what I think is funny is that it the 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 news articles around that was not like, "Yeah, we land," you know, we got a probe on Mars. It was how excited the scientists got. But that was the story. But it was like, like they were so excited. Like, look at these crazy people getting so excited. I'm like, they landed the thing on another planet. Of course they're excited. Have you, did you read The Oatmeal? No. So do you know of The yeah, Oatmeal? I, well, yeah, well, of, of course, course I do. we do. We, did, we, we ran the race. race. Hello. <laughs> we bought the book. Okay. He made a really good comic about it before mm-hmm. it landed. They're mm-hmm. like, it, you know, Insights Landing this Monday. He's like, this is why it's so... Like, if they land successfully, like, the way he described... And he tells mm-hmm. you all the, the mathematical oh, yeah. points of, to... like, how what degree it has to enter the atmosphere. Yeah. Too, too sharp of a degree, it'll burn up completely. Or, you know, yeah. like... There's it, like, very, very, there's a very small window. Yes, and then there's, like, six minutes of time where they won't know whether yeah. or not it it crashed. It's a blind scan. And then, like, there's, like, oh, there's like a, this shield... Because there, it's go, coming in so fast that, like, it's going, it's going like to be, super, like, yeah. thousands of degrees in temperature. Yeah. And then that pops off, and then they have, like, reverse rockets to <laughs> slow it down. Because it has to, if it doesn't come in at a certain speed, it'll just, like, get trapped and in to go, the, yeah, and you have to get past it, yeah. And then if it's if it's too fast of a speed, it won't be able to slow down fast <laughs> enough, it'll just crash. And I think it's something like 40, only 40% of the... Of, of things actually land, like actually of, of things sent to Mars have actually landed successfully right. because this window is just like it's so it's like threading a needle. Yeah. Yeah. And like, well, let's hope you don't land on our like in Rock. the canyon. Because yeah. like, <laughs> Mars has that that canyon that's like the length yeah. of the United States, so like, yeah. you also have to make sure that's not happening. <laughs> and the, like, it's a lot of math and, then, and physics like, that go into that. Rockets that had to be, you know go off at just the right time so they can slow down enough so it can land. Mm-hmm. Also that they can send the mole in to dig a hole into the ground to see what the core, like what, take what core the... temperatures. And, right. And to see maybe like if there was life on Mars, why it no longer exists. Right. And it's just like, it's so cool. Well, it's as much fun as I make fun of the 
elements that have been created in labs and how somewhat silly it seems to create something for a millisecond. But it really hammers down the point of research for research sake. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you don't have an end goal in mind for, you know, I need to do this to create this. Some of the greatest things that we've gotten have come from these other things of just knowing this about the world and about the planet and about yeah. the outside. Like it tells us, informs us so much that then we can use that information to go over here. And so I think a lot of people don't appreciate that. And they're like, oh, that's a waste of money to do that. Like, well, yeah. no, it's not actually. Yeah, you got to look at the big picture. Yeah, that's hard to do sometimes. Well, yeah. <laughs> We're all very focused on our own lives and wondering why some chemist is shooting a laser with uh, shooting a laser. <laughs> right. Laser. But you know, but then you get LASIK. didn't. <laughs> right. I would still be wearing glasses. And that would just be terrible. Well, it wouldn't be actually terrible. No. I mean, I survived quite a while. <laughs> I say to someone who's so wearing glasses. It's terrible. But it's nice. It's, yeah. I like being able to see. I like that when um, I wake up in the night, my husband's like, look at the moon. I can, can see, see it. the moon. I can see it. Thank you, science. Thank and turkeys and lasers. <laughs> and crazy scientists like that think outside the, the box. <laughs> science, science and turkey and, turkeys and, and lasers. lasers. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> I think we're good. Yeah. I think we covered these I think we covered them all. Except for helium, it gets its own special oh, thing. Oh, it totally gets its own episode, mm -hmm. which will be awesome. So, um, again, subscribe. Um, yes, yeah, subscribe, like, um, email us if you are offended. Uh, or, or if not. you just like us. <laughs> um, feel free to tell us about your journey into learning about science if you mm -hmm. want to. Um, or if we got anything wrong. If or anything I, right. Or anything right. <laughs> <laughs> Did we get anything right? Anything good. Um, so that's feel free to it. contact us. Yeah. yeah. And, um, See you next time. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see, well we won't see you. I say that every you said we're not gonna see them. We'll no, hear we'll no we won't even hear them. No, no. Well, we'll talk to you next time. We'll talk at you <laughs> sometime soon. Have a good day. Toodles. Bye. Bye. Cindy thought it'd be a good idea to do a test without me. Hey, she's sitting right here. She could have talked. Yeah, you know, I was busy doing research. Oh, I already did my research. Okay. I'm, I'm smart and I do things in advance. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>